and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast for March 22nd. Elio Canella here along with my co-host, the man that's always piercing barriers, Ben Pierce. Ben, how's it going? Not bad, man. Much better than last week. I'm glad to be back. Yes, we were off last week because uh, you were a little under the weather. Oh, I was more than a little under the weather. I Wow. Okay, so um, today we've got wouldn't be covering Fastlane, which took place two weeks ago. However, is uh, we weren't here last week, so we're gonna go over that. We're gonna cover Raw and SmackDown from this week. Yes, a lot of a lot of WrestleMania build to cover. Yeah, and uh, not not very good from uh, from what you were telling me off air. Uh, no. My opinion of this WrestleMania build is it's absolute cooey. I mean, it's just, uh, it's, it's shit. <laughs> <laughs> we are also back on Periscope. <laughs> we're, we're off Periscope for a while, actually. Well, well, yes, because I believe we got a, um, not simple for work label because of Either you or I uh, drop the F-bomb too much. Well, let me tell you something, Periscope. I've been on here since 2015. I've never once gotten an an SFW on my broadcast. This is a wrestling podcast. We took the censors off. You don't like it. We're not changing our format. The same grade four. Shall we do a DX? You know, crotch shop in that direction. Right? This is in grade four. Watch the broadcast periscope. This is a pod- this is a wrestling bad. podcast. That's all I'm gonna say about that. Yes, and, and we tend to and we tend to go a little bit off the rails. But you can't really you can't you can't really can't really blame us so when you can't really blame us when we're dealing with these people that call themselves the WWE and their stupid storylines and angles. No pun intended. Yes, we and we want explanations. Yeah. And, and speaking of, and speaking of, we want explanations. Um, we're gonna have to get into a lot of that, um, especially especially when we're talking about Fastlane because. I'll tell you what, Fastlane missed the boat, especially for being the go-home pay-per-view to WrestleMania. For oh my goodness, so should we get should we get into it? Absolutely. Alright, Fastlane came to us on Sunday, March 10th from the Quicken Zone Arena in Cleveland, Ohio. We had, on the kickoff show, Big E and Xavier Woods defeating Rusev and Shinsuke Nakamura in 13 minutes and 15 seconds. That, that got 13 minutes and 15 that seconds. That got 13 minutes, yes. I mean, yeah, that, and that, I, I guess that's good. Uh, it was, um, at least it wasn't a championship match. You yes. You know my pet peeve regarding championship matches. They should be on the main show, not on the kickoff. That, I mean, that's just, that's just common sense in my, in my book, but, mm-hmm. but well, what do I know? Then, 
the show opened with tag team action as the Usos defended their championships against Shane McMahon and The Miz. No, sorry, it was, it was uh, Shane McMahon and The Miz defending against the Usos, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, and, and, the, um, and the Usos uh, captured, the, uh, captured the titles with the victory. In 14 minutes. Uh, yeah, and, and can I just say... Yep. ...that the ending was a little weird. I, I enjoyed Shane McMahon's heel turn. I really did. Um, I think, I think it's going to be interesting to see him as a heel. That's a role that we haven't really seen him in right. in a very long time. Uh... Since like well, like two thousand nine or something. Okay. Right before right before he left. Um, but the thing the thing that I disliked about the the angle with uh, the Miz's father. Is sorry, sorry. Before you go on, it was it, it, Sorry, before you go on, yeah, it was the Usos defending against uh, Shane and the Miz because uh, Shane and the Miz uh, got the, that was the rematch. Sorry. Oh, oh. Okay. No, I was just uh, talking to Periscope. See, I, I, yeah, I was talking to Periscope and uh, telling them. Yeah, I. Well, my bad, because I missed it too. Yeah. No, so what were you saying about the, the Mrs. But, father? Um, the Mrs. Dad? Well, I mean, I just don't understand why so much of the match was focused on him. Yeah. And his approval of it. Of his son. I, mean, I don't get that whole angle. <laughs> Mr. Yeah, his, his Mr. Miz. WWE champion. God. Uh, Mr. Miz. I mean, I mean it, it, it's just kind of weird. Um, but the, um, the actual uh, heel turn I liked. Yep. Um, and the promo uh, <coughs> afterwards on the following SmackDown was good. Yep, that's where uh, Shane uh, set up uh, the match for Mania. Right? Yeah, so that, that match should be interesting. Okay, and so in the second match, we had Asuka defending the Women's Championship against Mandy Rose. That match went 6 minutes and 40 seconds. Asuka picking up the win after... after Sonya was looking under the ring for something, and uh, Mandy tripped on the apron that would that was uh, on left on the apron. I'm sorry, I know that this is a disservice to Oscar, but I mean, you know, what the hell? I mean, Oscar is a thoroughbred winner yep. to the core, and what the hell are they doing to her? I mean, we it's. It's, um, you know, inside three weeks to go until, you know, WrestleMania, you know, closer to two now. You know, I actually picked Mandy Rose to win that match. It, it, it wasn't, it wasn't uh, that uh, far, far off of a possibility. I mean, uh, it could have been an upset. Well, yes, but you know, I, I agree with you, but uh, don't you feel stupid for making that pick now? <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, it's just I don't I don't understand 
wondering what they're doing with Asuka since they ended her streak. I really don't. Yeah. Um, that's just one of those things that goes over my head. And this is where the show took a weird turn because Kofi Kingston apparently was waiting outside of Vince McMahon's office uh, for pretty much an hour, I believe it was, because from the kickoff show to the main show, and so apparently uh, Big E Xavier Woods uh, came along, all three of them walked into the office, and Vince said there's going to be a change to the WWE Championship match, it's going to be a triple threat match. So, New Day was under the impression that Kofi was going to be placed into that match, however... That led to this next match, the bar. The bar defeating yeah. Kofi Kingston in 5 minutes and 11 seconds. It, it's the classic Stone Cold Steve Austin, uh, you know, screw job treatment. And apparently it was a handicapped tornado tag team match, which means that both uh, members of a team can be in the ring at the same time. Yeah, so, so this was um, chapter one of. Uh, of Vince screwing with Kofi. But, but, but I, I thought Vince was a face. I thought he was going to give the fans what they want. Well, and, and that's what I thought because we had, we had that we had that promo several uh, several months ago, and yep. now apparently that goes by the wayside. Oh so my dude, goodness! Nothing. But once again, it goes back to that old what does WWE stand for, Elio? We want explanations. Exactly. Um, so, it, it's just one of those things. You know, contrary to how it probably sounds to most of our fans who listen to this podcast, you know, we probably sound like crotchety old bastards who don't approve of anything WWE does. They are not crotchety. It's not me, Becky Lynch, but... You know, it's just the whole. The whole thing is, some of this just doesn't make any goddamn sense. Yep. At all. Now, in the next match, we had the revival defending their tag team championships, and they retained the titles by defeating Alistair Black and Rick Shape and Bobby Roode and Chad Gable in a triple threat tag team match. Well, what do you know? The Revival actually got a win on pay-per-view. Yes. After weeks of uh, making them lose. I didn't I didn't ever think I was going to live to see that happen. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was going to have my doubts. Then we had the new United States champion, Samoa Joe, defeating Andrade, R-Truth, and Rey Mysterio in a fatal four-way. They gave this match 10 minutes and 48 seconds. You know, I, I've I've thoroughly enjoyed um, the series of matches between uh, Andrade and Ray, and you know, and then of course they added um, Samoa Joe into the mix. Yep. Um, so you know, I I really enjoy how this um, how this has unfolded. This has really been a uh, clinic in terms of the style of wrestling that I enjoy the most. Now, um, wasn't there talk a while back of uh, turning Andrade face? Yeah, there was. There was that, and and there was also talk of having uh, Andrade and Ray 
form a stable wow. uh, with That's... one other guy who I can't remember at the moment. Oh, did they actually give a name? Uh, no, uh, but it, it, that's what was rumored. Okay. It never, it, but it never came to original RTD. Then we had Bailey and Sasha Banks defending the Women's Tag Team Championship against Nia Jax and Tamina. Beth Phoenix was on commentary for this one, and she got involved towards the end. Okay, but here's here's the thing. And once again, I'm going I'm going to sound like a terrible asshole, even though I promise you I'm not. Uh oh. Okay, but I'm 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 just gonna tell you the truth. Okay. I couldn't care less about the women's SmackDown championships. Mm. You know the tag team titles. Okay. I don't get. I don't give a damn. They they already destroyed them for me. Okay. Um, because you know, so far we haven't had any credible challengers, and then on, on at least in my book, mm-hmm. you know, because you know Tamina certainly as hell isn't a credible challenger, and you know every time Nia Jax steps in the ring, I just want to cover my eyes. Yeah, I'm not a, a fan of either. Um, you know, that, that uh, I'm not talking about her, you know, about her, uh, you know, body changing or whatever. I'm just talking about from a uh, strict, strictly in-ring perspective. Yep, yep. Um, and, uh, but the other, the other thing is, you, as cool as it is to see Beth Phoenix, you know, back, I mean, WWE Hall of Famer, all that, um, you expect me to believe that she's going to be a credible challenger after six years away from the ring? No. Really? They, 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 they wouldn't give belt the tag team championship to her and Natalia, would they? They wouldn't do that. Oh, God, I, I, I certainly as, as hell hope not. Right. Uh, uh, it's it's just one of those things that just makes me want to cry. Okay, let me let me uh, put you out of your misery and then uh, move on. <laughs> yeah. So we I, move on to the WWE Championship. Of course, this was turned into a triple threat match. Everyone was thinking it would be Kofi Kingston in there. However, it was Daniel Bryan retaining the championship. By defeating Kevin Owens and a returning Mustafa Ali, and they gave this match 18 minutes and 39 seconds. Well, you know, and as they should, it's a WWE Championship yep. match. I had no problem with that whatsoever. And it was um, good to see Mustafa Ali back. Yes, and I'm a, I'm a I'm a major fan of uh, Mustafa Ali, so yep. uh, really good to see him back. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I see big things for that kid. Um, you know, Daniel Bryan is really doing um, a, a bang-up job as a heel uh, champion. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm thoroughly enjoying that. And, um, have, and having his uh, muscle be Eric Rowan uh, when, um, you know, Daniel Bryan was briefly in the Wyatt family back in the day. Yep. I just find that funny. Oh, you know what? You know what? You know what back in the day was, right? Yeah. 
Like they was last Friday. <laughs> According to whom? <laughs> uh, that one just went right over you. Yeah, I, I must have missed something, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> but then again, I was I was out of it because I was sick. So give me a break. Thank <laughs> um, you. No, actually, um, before we go on, um. What do you think? Uh, when when are we gonna see Luke Harper back? Because I know he's been working live shows. Where has he? Um. Well. Um. You know that that's very interesting. I I would have anticipated that um he would have been back already. Um. But maybe they're maybe they're saving him for WrestleMania. Ooh. And it's interesting to see him back as a face too. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, I, it'll be interesting to see if they stick with that once he makes his main roster return. Yep. Um, but the thing, the thing is, I'm, I'm just getting, I'm just getting a kick out of, you know, Eric Rowan as, as this bodyguard. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it just, the thing, the thing for me is, like, his new tattoos are so badass, and, like, he just looks like an angry bar bouncer. <laughs> an angry bar bouncer. <laughs> okay. like it's, it's just, it's really funny to me. In the uh, next match, it was Ben's love, Becky Lynch, defeating Charlotte Flair by DQ in 844. Oh, well, as the doves fly in the heavenly harps play, Becky Lynch is headed to WrestleMania. Thank you to the Lord. Should I play some I mean, soap opera music here in this segment? I mean, not, not you know, not that that wasn't expected. I mean, we kind of knew that you know Becky was going to be added yeah. yeah. to the scenario. Um, you know, provided her knee, you know, wasn't legitimately messed up. But anyway, um. You know, so I, I felt like that was a good play into, uh, you know, what we all expected was going to happen. Um, and I'm, I'm glad that, if, I mean, because if you think about it, if Becky Lynch wasn't in WrestleMania, nobody would give a fuck. Yep. I mean, that's, that's like having that's like having The Undertaker not be at WrestleMania, which apparently he won't be this year. At least I know. Not. This will be, I think, what? This will be like two manias that he's missed, or is it more? Two. Two. Yeah, the, only, the only other one that he missed was um, 2000. Right. So that would have been WrestleMania 16. But WrestleMania 16. WrestleMania 16, if you go back and look at it, it sucked. <laughs> I saw it. It was terrible. <laughs> Wasn't it bad? Oh my goodness. The whole, top to bottom, that whole uh, show was terrible. Well, and, and it's funny, you know, just just for grins, uh, next week, um, as we as we go into our uh, WrestleMania prediction show, I want to talk about the best and worst WrestleManias because I was. Ooh, okay. I've been, I've been going back into the annals of the WWE Network and watching old WrestleMania 
kids that I've never seen because you know these were back either before I was born or I was just. But you know what? You know what? Um, when did you start doing this? I start. I started doing this like maybe two weeks ago, and I. I okay. I've made it through some of, some of the marquee wrestling. Because I'm, I'm thinking uh, maybe we can, uh, like, in the... Because I was thinking, like, we can possibly, like, cover, like, some of them. Yeah, it, 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 what was so interesting was I went back and I, I started watching WrestleMania 8. Mm-hmm. And the, the reason why WrestleMania 8 was interesting to me was because, of, of course, it was the start of the the streak with the Undertaker. Yeah. You know he beat uh, Jake the Snake. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, WrestleMania Seven uh, was his debut. He beat Jimmy Snuka. Oh, um, my bad. I thought I, th- I thought it was WrestleMania Eight. Yeah, no, no, that was uh, that was uh, Jake was his uh, second uh, victim. Oh, Jimmy Jimmy you. Snuka was uh, and uh, interestingly, in a interesting fact. WrestleMania 7 took place on March 24th of 1991, which happens to be Undertaker's birthday. March 24th. Oh, very, well, very good. Uh, yep. Thank you for correcting me and not making me look like an idiot. <laughs> um, but, you know, like, that WrestleMania, from what I saw, I had to stop watching it. It, it, was, just, it was just bad. What, number 8? Yeah. Yeah, and it's hard to get through. <laughs> it was like cartoonish. But um, number seven, um, number seven was kind of hard for me to get through. If you go and watch that one, that one's a little hard to sit through. Yeah, it's uh, but you know, but sixteen was another bad one. So well, what else? What else did you watch? Eight and what else? Uh, 16. Oh, 16, yeah. I saw it at my cousin's house. We were watching that. And then, and then the other, the other one I, I watched was, what was it? Uh, Re- WrestleMania 11, I think. Mmm, number 11. That was, uh, Diesel and Shawn Michaels. Yeah, what'd you, what'd you think of that one? <laughs> That was like the really darker days of um, the WWE. It was like the start of the new generation era. Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't uh, one of the best. No man, some some of the earlier ones were were challenging. Even number. I even I was saying this on the other show. Even um, when WrestleMania six came to Toronto, I wanted to go so bad to see it live. Yeah. But now all these years later, watching it back, I'm kind of glad I didn't go because it was terrible. It was it was not good of a show. Well, if uh, you know, correct me if I'm wrong because I'm I'm such a I'm such a young buck, but I think. Ooh! Shout out to Matt and Nick Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> In comparison to you, because I'm dealing with a 45 year old. <laughs> okay. <laughs> did, you, did you get a hearing aid for your birthday, by the way? Um, anyway. Uh, yeah, no, I, you, you were going to say what? What were you saying? Um, but, um, a- anyway. 
some some of the uh, some of the earlier WrestleManias were um, were very challenged. Mm-hmm. I, I thought. Yep. You know, I don't know. Maybe because it was just a cartoonish era. <laughs> yeah. I I I had difficulty with some of them. You know, but but what and the other. The other one that I, that I watched, I, I watched a lot of them, was uh, WrestleMania 14. Mm-hmm. And, um, <laughs> and for me, that's when wrestling really started for me, was like WrestleMania 14. Okay. Because like I started, I started watching in 93, but once again, I was just a little too young to really... Yeah. Um, recognize what was going on and it, it was just kind of like a passing hobby and like 97 98 is when I really started uh, get, getting into things okay and and for me like 98 was like the WrestleMania 14 was like the start of um, of like the attitude era you know what I mean yep yep so like it was really cool to go back and watch that one. You know, there have been arguments, like, people have been arguing, like, when exactly did the Attitude Era start? I was looking online, and it, and they, they give a, the date of December the 15th of 1997 as the official start. Well, and, and that's interesting, because that was right around the time, you know, they did the, um... That was right around the time that they did the promo with um, with DX and, and, and Sergeant Slaughter and uh, you know the yep. muscles coming out the ass. Yep. Now, um, actually, the the WrestleMania that I enjoyed. I said I I said I'm kind of glad that I didn't get to that I didn't go to WrestleMania six, but I really enjoyed WrestleMania eighteen. That, that was a classic. Yeah. I mean, even though I was up in the 500 levels, it was fun. Oh, you were actually there. I was actually there. I got to see The Rock and Hogan. I got to see Ric Flair and The Undertaker. And, and you got to see, um, you got to see American Badass Taker. Yep. Now, here, now here's a controversial question. Oh. Because I, I know the dead man is a classic gimmick. Yep. <clears throat> but here's a controversial opinion. I enjoy The Undertaker's work as American Badass much more than I did The Dead Man. You know, so did I, actually. Yeah. I, 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 yeah, I did. I liked it. I mean, with the, this Undertaker is kind of getting tired. This whole dead man gimmick. And plus, like, you know, you, there was more, like, character development when, when he could actually speak. Yep. You know, I, 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 I invite that. He came, he came off as more of a badass. Mm-hmm. Pardon the pun. <laughs> but, you know, like, it's just it's like that was somebody that could actually kill you. And then the and here we go in the main event. This is the last match on the card. We had the sh- the shield, the reunited shield, 
defeating Baron Corbin, Bobby Lashley, and Drew McIntyre. They gave this match 24 minutes and 52 seconds. You know, it, it, was, good. it was good that Roman Reigns got his official, you know, welcome back. Yep. So, I didn't have a problem with it. Um, you know, it, it's, it's clear that, that the Shield is done now. I, I really do think Dean Ambrose is leaving. You know, every, everybody's like, is he, is he saying, is he going, you know, it, it's just like, sh- shut the hell up. <laughs> ben told all of you. Uh, you know, it's just, yeah. the one the one aspect of, of, you know, wrestling that I have always hated mm-hmm. is all the speculation of, like, Oh my god, you know, I oh, gotta yeah. pay attention to the internet all the time, you know. Yeah. It, it's just like, can we just, can we just shut up and, and try to enjoy the product? Seriously. Let me stop. I know WWE has its challenges, but the, the entire point of wrestling is the concept of suspension of belief. Yep. You know, it's just like, enjoy the product or turn it off. It's not that hard. That's why the remote control was invented. Just turn and change the channel. You know, and, and, and I, I confess, you know, many times over the last, you know, several years, I have changed the channel. Mm-hmm. I, I have, because some of it is damn near unwatchable. Um, but, uh... You know, but to each their own. Just don't, you know, don't bash the product, just to bash it. Now, I have a question. Um, WWE owns all WCW videos and uh, the library, right? Yes. Because, apparently, uh, I was reading that Cody Rhodes uh, filed uh, filed for a trademark to trademark a WCW event name. It's like Bash at the Beach. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and that's going to be very interesting. And here's my take on that. If I were WWE, mm-hmm. the classic thing to do would be to give it to them. Um, because, um, you know, that a lot of that is tied in with his father. Right. You know, so that's family legacy. Yeah. But from a, from a business perspective... I don't think that's a good idea at all. Um, because, you know, you're you're going to be competing with AEW if all goes according to plan in a few years. Now, everybody's like, oh, sh-, you know, like, oh, shit, that's AEW, blah, blah, blah. Yep. Um, no, it, it, it's just like, you know, for me, I'm excited about it, yes. I am. I have nothing negative to say about AEW because nothing has happened yet. They're doing all these signings and they still haven't got any TV deal. So they're like I I was I was saying a few weeks ago they're doing a lot of talking, but they're and that's all they're doing. I, I want to see something. I, I'm wondering if they're waiting till after the pay per view. Yeah, well, you know my th- my thing is like you know I don't think that they would all these signings if they didn't have a TV deal in place. 
So I, I think that they do. I think they're just uh, they're gonna mention something after double or nothing. Yeah, and that's a pay per view that I desperately want to see. Yeah, that one I gotta watch. So, um, should we move on to Raw? Yes, and uh, speaking of Raw, I have, I have that here. Um, here we go, here we go. Now, before we go on, this is, uh, this past week's Raw is not the fallout from Fastlane. That was last week. Yeah. So, we, Ben, we just... let's go. Take it away. Yes, so uh, this episode of Monday Night Raw was kicked off with Brock Lesnar's music playing. And I have to tell you, if it wasn't for Heyman, I would just turn off every single Brock Lesnar. Oh no, oh no, was it bad? What did he do? Uh, because I missed last one. I think I, no, I, I think I went out. They, they did almost nothing. Here, here's, here's the thing. Okay, so, you know... Brock Lesnar comes out, he, do, he does his little bounce move, they don't even have the freaking pyro, so that makes no sense anymore. And then he goes, is, Heyman calls Rollins a revisionist and a fool for saying that he, you know, he, he could beat him, and saying uh, that, you know, that uh, Lesnar really hasn't had a, a challenge in the last couple of years. Oh, no. Um... So then he, he then he goes, um, then Seth comes down and and tries to you know get in, in get in the face of, of Brock and Uh-oh. you know Brock just le- leaves. He, he's 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 done. Oh my goodness. Uh, of of course, but before he leaves, uh. Drew, of all people, Drew McIntyre, comes out and says, you know, that he wants to be, like, the center of attention, and that's where he should be. Um, and I'm like, well, what, and as a fan, I'm thinking to myself, well, what, what the fuck is, does Drew have to do with the main event of WrestleMania? Yes. Um, you know, so it's just kind of, like, that was kind of mystifying to me. Mm-hmm. Um... But Seth continues to taunt Brock, and Brock heads back up the entrance and leaves. And, and oh, and so so basically we got nothing out of a Brock Lesnar statement. This and this is what irritates me so much about about Brock, just in, just in general. I mean, nothing happens. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Um, so I'm just, I'm getting tired of seeing him on my screen. And on, on top of that, um, you, you should go back and, and watch the footage from, um, from Monday. He looked like absolute crap. Uh-oh. Well, I have it on, uh, on, I have it, uh, recorded, so I'm gonna go back and watch. He looks sick. Or something. I mean, they, his face was just like so tawny, wow. and it was just, just wow. It was it was bad. I, I mean, I don't know. Okay. So okay, but okay. So that ends my Brock Lesnar rant. 
so th- then we have uh, Finn Bauer versus um, Braun Strowman versus Bobby Lashley and Leo Rush, which to me was was an absolute snooze fest. So um, for the for the sake of it was actually my bathroom break. So for the sake of our listeners, I'm just going to. Uh, Continue to roll. Now, hold on. Before before we go on, are they still uh, arguing Bobby and Lashley and Leo Rush? No, no, they're back on the same page now. Oh, okay. All right. Heal. So, All right. Whatever we have. And we're back from our break, which was induced by our boredom from Brock Lesnar talk. But then we get to the really interesting part of the show, which for me is always Alexa Bliss's moment of bliss. Oh, they had this early on in the show, did they? Yes, they did. Wow. Which, which I which I didn't mind. Anytime Alexa Bliss is on my screen, it's a good time. <laughs> <laughs> so any, anyway, um, so she tells. Michael Cole to run down the WrestleMania card, um, and and she says that the only one worthy of, of hosting a card such as that is her. Mm-hmm. And she's gonna be the you know the WrestleMania host. Mm-hmm. And then so that was pretty much the only enter- entertaining part of it because the next thing we have was Elias coming out, only to be interrupted by No Way Jose, who now has green hair for some ungodly reason. Oh my god, what, what do you think of this new uh, green hair he has now? Well, I, I was hoping I was hoping it was just a St. Patrick's Day thing, but apparently oh, not. He looks terrible. He looks like an overgrown Kermit the Frog. Like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. That, 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 hair, that hair just needs to go. It's just terrible. Yeah. So th- then we have a real quick match. Uh, no, no way, Jose versus Elias. Mm-hmm. Thank God, Elias just smashed it real quick and blah blah blah. So then we get to the controversial part of the show. Oh. I, I I feel compelled. I feel very very compelled to. Uh, to add a dramatic pause to this. Uh oh. You know, because Kurt Angle comes out and says that he's going to face Baron Corbin in his last ever match because of all the hell that Corbin put him through as general manager. So now, the very last opponent that the legendary Kurt Angle has is going to be the person that I hate the most. Baron frickin' Kurt. Well, aside from the very fact that every time Baron Corbin comes on my screen, I just want to turn the volume to mute. <laughs> you know, that, that could be attributed to the fact that he's a heel and that's, that's his job to annoy the shit out of people. If that's the case, he does his job. Mm-hmm. But for me, it, 
it goes a little bit beyond that in the fact that I just want him to get off my screen because I, I can't stand him. Yeah, he's terrible. And I, whatever. But you're going to put Kurt Angle in the ring with Baron Corbin for his last match. Are you kidding me? You couldn't have John Cena come back. You couldn't, you know, you couldn't do something cool with him. So, so now we're not going to have John Cena or, you know, or The Undertaker, presumably, on WrestleMania. You know, and here, here's my fear about about WrestleMania. Um, even, even though, um, even though... We've already we've already said we're not thrilled with the build. Aside from all of that, here's here's my concern with WrestleMania 35. I feel like it's going to be a year of transition. In in the fact that okay, we're we're probably not going to see the Undertaker in the match in the ring, which I'm not complaining about because quite frank quite frankly, uh, the last last several years he just he's not the same so that yeah. i don't blame them for mm-hmm. you know you can't you know you can't really have john cena in there you know because you know he's he does the, the acting thing and that's a liability yeah but but here's the thing when you don't have big stars because because right now if you if you think about it you know, I, is Roman Reigns booked in a match for um for WrestleMania? Uh, not that I know of. Have they, have they said anything for that yet? So okay, Roman Reigns, as as of this recording, uh, is is not booked. Um, which in case this gets uploaded uh, later on, and just so we don't sound stupid, uh. This was recorded on March um, 22nd. Um, so yeah. So we we don't have Roman Reigns. We don't have The Undertaker. We don't have John Cena. We had we have to deal with Baron Corbin in in Angle's retirement match, which which just makes my head smoke from from just sheer anger. Uh, but whatever. So um, uh, can you tell I'm just not thrilled with this WrestleMania? <laughs> yep, I can. Uh, it's just awful. I'm and sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was just looking at the matches on Wikipedia. Yeah, he's not listed in any match. Okay, good. Well, not not good. But just the fact that I don't sound like like a moron. They already have ten matches lined up on this list. Well, it's better than what they were going to have. They were going to have 17 matches. That is way too much. How long did, was there an exact t- time for how long this show was going to be? Well, not, not an exact time, but unless, you know, unless I'm very much mistaken, the original thought was it, it was going to be the longest WrestleMania in history. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Okay. So all for this disgusting news that um, Angle was going to be facing Corbin, which, which I can't believe I had to say that again. Uh, 
It was Baron Corbin versus Apollo Crews. Mm -hmm. With Apollo Crews getting, getting the victory. Thank God for that. There, there, are, there are such things as small miracles, Elio. So, Apollo Crews was a uh, face could angle, uh... Uh, uh, yeah, in, in a single event on Raw. Okay, because, uh, did I miss something? Because there was also Chad Gable here. No, it was, it was, it was Baron Corbin versus Apollo Crews. Um, Chad Gable wrestled, uh, Kurt Angle. Oh, okay, alright, okay. In a, in a real quick match. Oh, you moved uh, down all the way to the end of the show. No, no, I didn't. No, I didn't. We're still going through. Okay, well, um, alright. Uh, okay, so then, uh, the, the next one after that was... Oh, thanks. It was Natalia and Sasha Banks. Oh, very good. Yeah, I, I lost. Uh, I lost count of. Uh, yeah, it was a no contest. It was a no contest. Okay, so we're just going. We're just gonna. Jeez. The, they gave. They gave this one two fifty one. Wow. Yeah, some of these. Some of these times are just embarrassing. So that, that's why. That's why I skipped them. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Then we had Ricochet versus Ginger Mahal, Lottie Da. Next, yep. Baron Corbin, Apollo Crews, Lottie Da. Mm -hmm. like, I, like I said. Uh, Drew McIntyre. Uh, we, we forgot one. We forgot Ronda Rousey. Uh, well, oh, did I? Ronda, oh, yeah. Oh, my. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Because it was like a, it was like a fifteen second. Is that for uh, real? Is that time for real? Yes. Seventeen complete, seconds. Wow. It was it was complete bullshit. So after uh. after we had the Baron Corbin versus Apollo Crews thing, then we had um, Batista's pr promo. Okay. Uh, talking about his upcoming uh, match with Triple H. Right. And, um, it was actually a good promo, uh, especially in comparison to, well, to last week's promo, when we had to just constantly, give me what I want, you know what I want, give me what I want, times a, times a hundred, <laughs> you know, whatever. So, at least that was improvement. At least there was a story being told. You sounded like the Spice Girls there. Uh, yeah, and, and, and just, I, I, I could cry. <laughs> the, fact that I have been, the fact that I have been compared to the Spice Girls makes this a dark day in my life, I can assure you. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to get over that for the remainder of this podcast, so thank you. <laughs> thank you very much. That was a real asshole thing to say. <laughs> but anyway, anyway... Um, so let, let me, let me ask you, um, with this, with this promo and what, and what you've seen of Triple H versus Batista in the past and now, do you want to see this match? 
I don't know how it's, I don't know how I feel about this. Uh, I don't really want to see Triple H in the ring again. No, I, I don't either. Especially, especially after seeing that that grotesque peck pick. Yep. After um, after the the pay per view that shall not be named. Yes. Oh, and speaking of the pay per view that shall not be named, there was a there was a report earlier this week that those those Saudi Arabia shows make more money than WrestleMania, so that's why that that's why the company focuses on them so much. Wow. And and apparently, apparently in addition to that I'll bet you no no one watches those shows. Well, no, they're they're terrible. It's it's an atrocity that they even exist in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, it's it's just terrible. But but anywho, speaking of WrestleMania and speaking of of Saudi Arabia, the Undertaker is is advertised and booked for Saudi Arabia. Yeah, you read my report. Yeah, <laughs> I posted that. Well, yeah, I, I, I know, and that's why I'm bringing it up now. I thought it, I thought it was very good timing. Oh, cool. <laughs> uh, so, you're welcome. <laughs> aren't, aren't I so nice for reading your work? Oh, you're so nice. <laughs> and, and bringing it up on my airtime. But any, anywho, so... Now, now that the Saudi Arabia bit session is over, we come we come back from break after that segment, and Drew McIntyre gets in the ring and says that actions speak louder than words, and he says that he says that he's the man over over Roman. He says that Roman's weak and he proved it last week. He did the same tired, this is my yard now. Oh, here we go. Here we go again. You, you, can, you can sense that I'm being a smart ass. This, this is so that our listeners are actually entertained. Uh, and they don't go to sleep like I, like I did in this <laughs> segment. I think, no, I, mean, I think I literally fell asleep in this segment. I had to... I had to pick the show up uh, four hours later when I woke up. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. So then we have Drew McIntyre versus Seth Rollins, which was, which was actually the main event of the show. And I, I was very unimpressed. <coughs> but at least, at least Drew got a win. Which, which, which I was happy about because I like Drew McIntyre, but if you really think about it, um, it didn't, it didn't do Seth any favors since he's going up against Brock at WrestleMania. So, this, so this booking is not making a lot of sense. I, I think you're, uh, you're beginning to sense a theme, perhaps, uh, about my overall, uh, distaste for... What is becoming WrestleMania 35? Yep. Um, but that's the end of my review. I'm going to shut up now. So, 
Oh, okay. Like I'm spewing so much crap. So we will. That was a, a review of uh, Monday Night Raw. We we will be back shortly with our review of WWE SmackDown. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. We're going to get into our review of WWE SmackDown, and this was the Kofi Mania episode of SmackDown because they they really pushed Kofi Kingston to the limit here. I honestly, felt, I honestly felt bad for the guy. Like he 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 has long since earned my respect. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like I've always liked Kofi. I always thought he was underrated. So I mean, this this whole feud, I'm I'm glad that he's getting his his moment. But like, you know, I felt bad for him because that's a lot of that's a lot of work <laughs> on one guy. So we are going to do, uh, okay, so SmackDown came to us on Tuesday, March 18th from the Bangers Life Fieldhouse in Indianapolis, Indiana, which is where my brother lives. Not in Indianapolis, but he lives in Indiana. So we open up with the women's tag team champions, Sasha Banks and Bailey, losing to the team of the Iconics. And now the rest of the show focused on one gauntlet match. It was Kofi Kingston defeating Sheamus. Following Sheamus, as he was the first one eliminated, following Sheamus was Cesaro. Then we had Eric Rowan. Followed by Samoa Joe and Randy Orton. So if Kingston beat all five of these guys, he would go on to WrestleMania. And he did beat them. However, Vince McMahon comes out and congratulates him. And he's going to WrestleMania if he can beat one more opponent. And out comes the WWE Champion Daniel Bryan and we get a sixth match. In which Daniel Bryan defeats Kofi Kingston. Well, you gotta give you gotta give him props from from one his work to the storytelling. Yep. I um you know I've seen people that don't like the fact that we don't have like a full card announced like um almost two weeks ahead of time, but I I actually like this because it it builds anticipation and, and kind of like a crescendo to in the aspect of WrestleMania. So I, I've enjoyed this tremendously. Now there was uh, one segment which I'm sure Ben enjoyed and that would be the Kevin Owens show. Yes. Yeah, I, I did. Um, you know, the, the thing that I enjoyed most of, about that in all seriousness, was the fact that Kenny didn't talk nearly as much. You know, he, he let he let the girls sell the sell the WrestleMania match. Yep. And and they, he let them fight. So you know, he, he, sorry, go I'm on. Sorry. You know, you always hear the crowd going, you know, let them fight, let them fight. Yep. And I felt like Kevin let. 
everybody do that? So, like so, uh, so far, this uh, in the short time he's been back, what do you think of this new Kevin Owens? I like it. Yeah, I, like it a lot. I think it's working pretty well. He needed a change. Yeah. Uh, for a long time, even before he left. Um, and then, of course, the injury. And then he, uh, you know, he got some badass tattoos in, in, in his uh, ass. <laughs> uh, and, uh, him and Harry Groves spent a lot of time in that Which I, I always notice because, um, you know, I, I don't know if you can see my arm right now. I do see it. Yeah, yeah, I do see it. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm quite the tattoo aficionado, so I always enjoy that. But, uh, aside from that, uh, side note. Uh, I said aside from that side note. That was such a nerd. But, yeah, I, I really did enjoy, um, enjoy that segment. Um, because, you know, for, for the longest time, I, I, I thought that, um, they were, like, really focusing on on Becky Lynch and Charlotte but like forgetting about Ronda. Mm-hmm. And then but now now that they have completed the front the Rousey heel turn uh, going into it, uh, I I, re- I really think that this triple threat has potential. I was concerned about it. You know, at, at first, obviously, I didn't want it to be a triple threat. Mm-hmm. I didn't even want Charlotte in there. Um, but I, I think I understand where they're going with it. Um, so, I mean, I don't want to spoil anything. Like, just I don't even want to voice my thought process just just in case I'm wrong or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I'll be very interested to revisit that after WrestleMania. And I'll, I'll tell... Um, the people want what I'm thinking, and um, and I I think I think WrestleMania has has a potential to do something really cool right here. Okay. So uh, that's my version of a cliffhanger. Okay, so that was our review of SmackDown, and we will be back shortly to uh, wrap things up as uh, Ben sips his uh, Pierce Weiser. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back and we are going to bring this show to a close. Ben, did you have a good time? Yeah, I mean, I did. It's, it's, it was good to get back in the saddle after uh, being sick for so long. Yes, it was, it's good to have you back. It was, it was uh, last week uh, you were really sick, so this week we're back. We're on per- back on Periscope. Yeah, well, if you really think about it, last week was a good week to have off. I mean, can you imagine if this had happened, like, over, like, WrestleMania week? Oh, that would have been really terrible. That would have been happening. Yeah. That would have been So, we're going to bring this show to a close. Ben, do you have any uh, final words for the fans? For listening? Other, other than the fact that WWE had better get its ass in gear, because if we had... This will be my final note. If, if this is a repeat of WrestleMania 27, I may throw an axe before I get my television. Oh, oh boy. 
I just, that's my fear outside of a couple matches. But if they can, if they can pull their head on their ass and, and get this, get this in gear in the next two weeks, I'll be happy. Smarten up WWE. And with that, we're going to bring this to a close. I've been your host, Elio Canella, along with Ben Pierce. We will talk to all you listeners next week. See ya.